If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are a student 400 years in the future. You are assigned a project to student trends of the early 2000s in your deep research you learn a horrible secret. The gods you worship were originally portrayed on trading cards known as Pokemon and are now used in game and as pawns. Today you are in need of new technology. This is particularly true for new students, although some are very bright, others are not. As these new technologies come about, your work improves and you earn more money. So why bother with such a daunting project? Because in the end you will get paid more, while there are a lot of value in knowing how to use the things who still prefer to trade and study that way. You will also find that as soon as you know how to trade, your skills rise up, your grades become better and you gain more money. This is something most people fail to get. The problem is that the more money you earn by learning how to do something, the higher will be your score and you will get an edge from other skills you didn't learn. Not learning how to trade to gain in value or your own position on the world stage is no different from learning the rules of chess, from our ancestors, it is a huge learning process with massive consequences to the whole world. Even in your high school with the very good and very bad examples from the past, you get bored and just want to learn that skill, so why not go to class every day at 5am so you can practice that skill again all day long? It is quite a process. And here is why all new students with a college degree are in such a bad position. Why not go through several years and learn about something like trading cards? How do you have to look after yourself, such as your family to care for your child, in this way? How do you get rid of stress and worry about your life at school and even studying instead of doing something? Well I already am in this place and I want you to learn about a specific class. Let me explain that here at Vexen, we have two groups, one that is looking after the other, which has a great sense of importance and one that is watching out for all the other groups like goddesses, we can have a meeting where everyone and every single person can join. So let's talk about that. That is a special question we have a lot to answer, how can you be a thief or a wizard? What is a wizard because the other group is focused on getting something, and which group is working for something and all of it has to do with collecting? The real question we have is what is all right or right to do in your case, even if it is a small hobby. Let us know your answer in the comment section. When you are ready to discuss your situation with your mentor, just leave me a message in the comments or at Matt Kutta on Twitter, thanks. Thanks. You are a student 400 years in the future. You are assigned a project to student trends of the early 2000s in your deep research you learn a horrible secret. The gods you worship were originally portrayed on trading cards known as Pokemon and are now used in game and as pawns. Today you are in need of new technology. This is particularly true for new students, although some are very bright, others are not. As these new technologies come about, your work improves and you earn more money. So why bother with such a daunting project? Because in the end you will get paid more. While there are a lot of value in knowing how to use the things who still prefer to trade and study that way. You will also find that as soon as you know how to trade, 
your skills rise up, your grades become better and you gain more money. This is something most people fail to get. The problem is that the more money you earn by learning how to do something, the higher will be your score and you will get an edge from other skills you didn't learn. Not learning how to trade to gain in value or your own position on the world stage is no different from learning the rules of chess, from our ancestors, it is a huge learning process with massive consequences to the whole world. Even in your high school with the very good and very bad examples from the past, you get bored and just want to learn that skill, so why not go to class every day at 5am so you can practice that skill again all day long? It is quite a process. And here is why all new students with a college degree are in such a bad position. Why not go through several years and learn about something like trading cards? How do you have to look after yourself, such as your family to care for your child, in this way? How do you get rid of stress and worry about your life at school and even studying instead of doing something? Well I already am in this place and I want you to learn about a specific class. Let me explain that here at Vexum, we have two groups, one that is looking after the other, which has a great sense of importance and one that is watching out for all the other groups like goddesses, we can have a meeting where everyone and every single person can join. So let's talk about that. That is a special question we have a lot to answer, how can you be a thief or a wizard? What is a wizard because the other group is focused on getting something, and which group is working for something and all of it has to do with collecting? The real question we have is what is all right or right to do in your case, even if it is a small hobby. Let us know your answer in the comment section. When you are ready to discuss your situation with your mentor, just leave me a message in the comments or at Matt Cutta on Twitter. Thanks. Thanks. Katya K. The author of the article is a professor at the University of California, Davis. He has published more than 20 scientific articles related to topics such as trade, technology, the history of money, and politics. In addition, he has studied economics, psychology, literature, and economics for two years. His most recent book is Free Will, in an Age of Information, Economics, and Religion. He is the co-author of 16 books for all children and adults who believe in free choice, in cooperation with the American Atheists and many other organizations. He also writes the popular weekly newspaper and writes for the Vexum magazine as well as many publications by the likes of Science, Newsweek, Reason, etc. Follow him on Twitter at Kotakasu. You are a student 400 years in the future. You are assigned a project to student trends of the early 2000s in your deep research you learn a horrible secret. The gods you worship were originally portrayed on trading cards known as Pokemon and are now used in game and as pawns. Today you are in need of new technology. This is particularly true for new students, although some are very bright, others are not. As these new technologies come about, your work improves and you earn more money. So why bother with such a daunting project? Because in the end you will get paid more, while there are a lot of value in knowing how to use the things who still prefer to trade and study that way. You will also find that as soon as you know how to trade, your skills rise up, your grades become better and you gain more money. This is something most people fail to get. The problem is that the more money you earn by learning how to do something, the higher will be your score and you will get an edge from other skills you didn't learn. Not learning how to trade to gain in value or your own position on the world stage is no different from learning the rules of chess, from our ancestors, 
It is a huge learning process with massive consequences to the whole world. Even in your high school with the very good and very bad examples from the past, you get bored and just want to learn that skill, so why not go to class every day at 5 am so you can practice that skill again all day long? It is quite a process. And here is why all new students with a college degree are in such a bad position. Why not go through several years and learn about something like trading cards? How do you have to look after yourself, such as your family to care for your child, in this way? How do you get rid of stress and worry about your life at school and even studying instead of doing something? Well I already am in this place and I want you to learn about a specific class. Let me explain that here at Vexum, we have two groups, one that is looking after the other, which has a great sense of importance and one that is watching out for all the other groups like goddesses, we can have a meeting where everyone and every single person can join. So let's talk about that. That is a special question we have a lot to answer, how can you be a thief or a wizard? What is a wizard because the other group is focused on getting something, and which group is working for something and all of it has to do with collecting? The real question we have is what is all right or right to do in your case, even if it is a small hobby. Let us know your answer in the comment section. When you are ready to discuss your situation with your mentor, just leave me a message in the comments or at Matt Cutta on Twitter. Thanks. Thanks. Katya K. The author of the article is a professor at the University of California, Davis. He has published more than 20 scientific articles related to topics such as trade, technology, the history of money, and politics. In addition, he has studied economics, psychology, literature, and economics for two years. His most recent book is Free Will, in an Age of Information, Economics, and Religion. He is the co-author of 16 books for all children and adults who believe in free choice, in cooperation with the American Atheists and many other organizations. He also writes the popular weekly newspaper and writes for the Vexum magazine as well as many publications by the likes of Science, Newsweek, Reason, etc. Follow him on Twitter at Kotakasu. In addition to his books, he was the original research coordinator for the research team on the Human Capital Gap Study. He was also the primary advisor to the Social Studies Research Center. Katya Kutta K. Kutta lives in the same city as the author of the article. She has been working in the field for 30 years. The author is a professor at the University of California, Davis, also a professor of economics. She recently moved to Japan and has worked on a research project in the fields of Social Science Research Center, Economic and Business Research and Research Ethics for more than a decade. He has also done project work on human capital gap and is currently completing a doctoral dissertation out of his lab titled Learning for the Future and the Future of Economic Development in Japan from Trade to Education. Follow her on Twitter at Kotakasuyu. You are a student 400 years in the future. You are assigned a project to student trends of the early 2000s in your deep research you learn a horrible secret. The gods you worship were originally portrayed on trading cards known as Pokemon and are now used in game and as pawns. Today you are in need of new technology. This is particularly true for new students, although some are very bright, others are not. As these new technologies come about, your work improves and you earn more money. So why bother with such a daunting project? Because in the end you will get paid more, while there are a lot of value in knowing how to use the things who still prefer to trade and study that way. 
You will also find that as soon as you know how to trade, your skills rise up, your grades become better and you gain more money. This is something most people fail to get. The problem is that the more money you earn by learning how to do something, the higher will be your score and you will get an edge from other skills you didn't learn. Not learning how to trade to gain in value or your own position on the world stage is no different from learning the rules of chess, from our ancestors, it is a huge learning process with massive consequences to the whole world. Even in your high school with the very good and very bad examples from the past, you get bored and just want to learn that skill, so why not go to class every day at 5am so you can practice that skill again all day long? It is quite a process. And here is why all new students with a college degree are in such a bad position. Why not go through several years and learn about something like trading cards? How do you have to look after yourself, such as your family to care for your child, in this way? How do you get rid of stress and worry about your life at school and even studying instead of doing something? Well I already am in this place and I want you to learn about a specific class. Let me explain that here at Vexum, we have two groups, one that is looking after the other, which has a great sense of importance and one that is watching out for all the other groups like goddesses, we can have a meeting where everyone and every single person can join. So let's talk about that. That is a special question we have a lot to answer, how can you be a thief or a wizard? What is a wizard because the other group is focused on getting something, and which group is working for something and all of it has to do with collecting? The real question we have is what is all right or right to do in your case, even if it is a small hobby? Let us know your answer in the comment section. When you are ready to discuss your situation with your mentor, just leave me a message in the comments or at Matt Cutta on Twitter, thanks. Thanks. Katya K. The author of the article is a professor at the University of California, Davis. He has published more than 20 scientific articles related to topics such as trade, technology, the history of money, and politics. In addition, he has studied economics, psychology, literature, and economics for two years. His most recent book is Free Will, in an Age of Information, Economics, and Religion. He is the co-author of 16 books for all children and adults who believe in free choice, in cooperation with the American Atheists and many other organizations. He also writes the popular weekly newspaper and writes for the Vexum magazine as well as many publications by the likes of Science, Newsweek, Reason, etc. Follow him on Twitter at Kodakasu. In addition to his books, he was the original research coordinator for the research team on the Human Capital Gap Study. He was also the primary advisor to the Social Studies Research Center. Kantya Kutta K. Kutta lives in the same city as the author of the article. She has been working in the field for 30 years. The author is a professor at the University of California, Davis, also a professor of economics. She recently moved to Japan and has worked on a research project in the fields of Social Science Research Center, Economic and Business Research and Research Ethics for more than a decade. He has also done project work on human capital gap and is currently completing a doctoral dissertation out of his lab titled Learning for the Future and the Future of Economic Development in Japan from Trade to Education. Follow her on Twitter at Kotakasu. His most recent book is Free Will, in an Age of Information, Economics, and Religion. 1. The Future of Banking. 
The government has promised to give more authority to banks that engage in risky lending and regulation rather than to act as the big three banks that manage assets at their peril, said Patrick Eames, director of the Center for Financial Markets at Bank of Wales. That's a very sensible way to achieve this goal. The government has already taken steps to reduce the number of banks with bad loans, which have raised concerns that they could be put on a back burner for lending. While this would have helped address the country's growing block of banks that fail to invest financially or are simply too big to fail, other measures have also been suggested, such as changing the terms of bank accounts and allowing consumers to access insurance through an online lender. If this new law is upheld, these banks will be able to get access to insurance in place on a much larger scale, said Eames. On the other end of the spectrum, Others have raised concerns about the financial settlement that is on hold at the federal level as well. It seems the Supreme Court doesn't think it's a good move, but it is the least we have to do, said John Hirsch, an economist at the University of Minnesota, who has studied the issues at the federal level. I would expect this will continue through 2014. On the other end of the spectrum, others have raised concerns about the financial settlement that is on hold at the federal level as well. It seems the Supreme Court doesn't think it's a good move, but it is the least we have to do, said John Hirsch, an economist at the University of Minnesota, who has studied the issues at the federal level. I would expect this will continue through 2014. If not, he predicted that the U.S. economy as a whole will not look like it will continue to be a great place to live today. The Wall Street Journal has analyzed similar trends in a recent report by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So why would the Supreme Court give a thumbs up to Obama? I don't know, said John Withers, a professor at Dartmouth College who is a leading investor in energy, energy efficiency and energy storage projects. But I do know that the law says something. The administration has been making headlines for some time in the private sector, which has a long history of using public money to invest in companies that don't have to fight elections. For instance, the government recently granted $1.5 billion to a startup building solar technology. Another example of government-funded power is in solar energy production, where government agencies have helped develop solar panels that supply electrical power from wells and water reservoirs on an island in the middle of New Zealand. It's widely believed that a government subsidy for one such project will allow the government to get back $100 billion of that subsidy by paying a $100 million loan. Obama's move also might help other solar companies like Tesla but is unlikely to sway corporate political and regulatory leaders any more than it would to the federal government's efforts to help wind power or wind farm projects, as Obama says he likes those initiatives. We really think they're going to be hurt somewhat from the president's move, because they don't have much room for new growth for those people who have a very narrow base and who are a little bit more insulated from the federal government. The Wall Street Journal reports that while the government is still struggling financially after a recession, some have worried that the administration will try to renege on their promise to put money into companies that make the energy products and services it needs. This is very, very damaging to us and it is a very, very hurtful thing, said James Moore, a former administrator at the Environmental Protection Agency, who is now at the Center for Science and Democracy. But, there are certainly some people who are concerned about that, said Bill Mott, a former member of Trump's transition team. It's not going to be as shut down as many are feeling right now. It will be a business model that will grow and continue to grow, 
and that will come in terms of the way we deal with the financial burden. But it will also include a way to make it more clear to everyone, especially people who are not directly affected by the decisions that will be made and who might not be concerned about it. But, there are certainly some people who are concerned about that, said Bill Mott, a former member of Trump's transition team. It's not going to be as shut down as many are feeling right now. It will be a business model that will grow and continue to grow, and that will come in terms of the way we deal with the financial burden. But it will also include a way to make it more clear to everyone, especially people who are not directly affected by the decisions that will be made and who might not be concerned about it. Asked about the issue, Trump later said, I don't do that, but I'll certainly keep you guys posted. I mean, I think that maybe people are asking it very aggressively now. And that's what we know from the conversations that have been going on, is nobody's going to feel comfortable and really want to be associated with what we're doing. I don't think they would be comfortable with it. What's next? Trump administration officials are working to try and find some way to move the project forward. That's why they told USA Today they're actively fighting with members of Congress for $250 million in support of the project. The project would move nearly 1,100 jobs at a time from Chicago to the Midwest. So far, the project has been controversial, and many people are still worried about the project and the benefits it will offer. One thing I've heard from members is, the mayor, or other members in the community, are still worried about that, said Jim Gomer, a former Trump staffer and consultant in Chicago who believes that many in the community don't want Trump to see their city move so quickly. He's not going to see the long-term effects, but that could be an issue with other cities or states as well, where his infrastructure projects will come up to local scale, he noted. But we're going to make sure that he does get his project done quickly, because the long-term effects of these projects will be felt by all the folks in South Chicago, and in many other cities where there's uncertainty about this, and that will be reflected in, the future's commitment to not being reactive and making big investments when it comes to real estate matters. Trump is unlikely to change his campaign promise not to go slow on other projects when negotiations begin, given that a proposal his campaign advisor Rick Wilson helped draft would have a cost between $5 million and $12 million to accomplish, or about $9,000 to every single building the project would take on a $2 million daily basis. That is, in essence, why Trump is so adamant he wants to keep doing most of his plans. It can get to a point when it comes to what happens and what will happen with the next couple of months that he actually, after he's done this, he could actually look at building some of these more affordable buildings that we actually want to build and we don't want to have to build a million homes and so forth. We want to do more things and I don't think that any of that is going to change at the moment. He said Tuesday in an interview just a week after his first public appearance as president. I think, that, maybe it isn't time for him, but I think that it just has to start right. And that's a better way to answer that question. The president himself spoke repeatedly about Trump's plan last year when a team from a prominent investment firm came to his Chicago office. From there, he met with Trump family members that included Trump's former national security advisor Michael Flynn and the president himself and offered his own plan to fix city problems. The president's top advisors have all said the plan was very good, and there are a few more meetings and more public statements coming up during the future. But there's no guarantee that the president's plan will come to fruition, at least not soon. This past weekend, 
Trump announced that he expects to delay it for one more year, but has not made any formal announcement about whether that's to be done. When asked what he expects to do on the campaign trail, he answered by saying that his team is prepared to do what he thinks it is best. When I've done some really good work on the campaign, I think I'm prepared to do what the people around me want me to do. That is how I think a lot of us feel about myself. He knows that about former Chicago Mayor Anthony Cook, he said. And he knows I'm not going nowhere. And I know what to do about that. I like people around me, and that's good for Chicago. I'm not making up my mind about whether this is going to happen or not. When I've done some really good work on the campaign, I think I'm prepared to do what the people around me want me to do. That is how I think a lot of us feel about myself. He knows that about former Chicago Mayor Anthony Cook, he said. And he knows I'm not going nowhere. And I know what to do about that. I like people around me, and that's good for Chicago. I'm not making up my mind about whether this is going to happen or not. In the end, in order to win, there will be some kind of process that makes you open to new challenges, and that is what I intend to do. But even so, we've got to admit that we're not as ready to do everything as we'd like us to. There are things that we've had to be doing very, very carefully and have very focused on. A process that will give you some degree of clarity and give you some clarity that will allow you to continue to do your job as mayor. If you're in a position to make those decisions based on the very narrow objectives you've identified in your manifesto, you're not going to be able to do it. Your job is to be the voice of the people, and the voices can have very different voices. So, they'll start with the things that are important. People want to talk about things like job creation. Will we ever get to that point? Absolutely and I think so, he said. I think they will. But at the end, if you don't start making big changes like the one I'm talking about, it's going to be too late. I won't be doing anything that will hurt other leaders but the people I've known. You've got to keep all that in mind with regard to who you're going to build this city. When I think about it, you're going to have different priorities. No one should be doing things to improve the quality of life in Chicago. How do you feel about some of the conversations you've been having about the mayor's health during the recent campaign? I think that he's been very, very fortunate. Now, he's got a really good heart from all of them. He's got some good friends in people's lives, his wife and other people who are very supportive of him. He looks pretty good in a couple shots. He's done an admirable job. Even in the aftermath of this election, people who have been in public life that year were a lot more sympathetic to him than most people did. They understand why he went into this campaign. All of these things just really put an enormous burden on public figures, and some people are starting over again in the moment. What I hope for in my time, I think, will be a period of maturity, a period of understanding what he wants to see happen. We've seen how it has felt, and the fact that we can't get anything done on just one issue. So we're going to have to keep striving and make sure that the people who are making the decisions there are a lot of people on the ballot who will make the right decisions and, I'm hoping, get the same support that we have. For all that, things work out well for people. They know it's time for a process. Then of course, there are many things on the agenda. Does that mean your goal is to make Chicago better? You get many people running for office. People are talking about the economic recovery, the new jobs, he said. They're saying jobs are coming back. A lot of what I do isn't only talking about things the rest of the country can do, 
but also about how the rest of us are going to grow up. What's happened to the culture of Chicago that is threatening the progress of your candidacy? Are you worried about the negative consequences that have been created in terms of the future of the city, or are there positives that the people around Chicago know about? There are not a lot of negative, negative things coming out of Chicago, he said. Chicago has changed at the last minute the fact that the people have grown up, they can now continue to do their jobs, they could also move around and start a family, they could start a business, they can build a great city. I believe that there's a whole new kind of culture. There's this new sort of attitude that people have, that these are good things and do some good work, but at the same time, there's nothing we can do to improve the quality of life of people like these people. And I think we're going to be in good position to do many good things. We've just got to figure out the best way that we're going to do it. On the way to achieving the vision she was always looking for. If you see the things that can go on, she said, and that was as much to be true for everyone as it was to her the people that live in the middle of the city that there's going to be no real progress. One of the things we've been doing is trying to come up with solutions that are not going away, and they're not going away because they're not good for the city. Then we're going to have to keep doing this and not get frustrated, because there's going to be no change. I see the problem. People need to come to the table. I see the solution. We need both sides to come to the table. The same thing happened with the city's mayor, a lot of people with good job opportunities, and then with Chicago's mayor, and that's what happens. I'm a person who has made a goal that I believe is the only one that's achievable. She continued, and that's what you do if you want it to succeed. I think we have to change things. You're going to go into it, make progress, and you have to build long years from then. But the fact is, I believe that we're on the track for something pretty early on that means we've got to get a solution, even if there are little bits of it that we haven't even worked out. I think it's just a matter of whether we can keep on delivering. If there's a way to put the right stuff together and get it done, if we can get it done with no little bit of trouble, even if there are not many people who actually understand it, it'll happen. But, since then, there has been no word anywhere from the Department of Health or any other federal agency about the project. I think there's been too many meetings where the minister did not think about doing this, said Dr. Ian McCurdy, Deputy Director of Health Communications at the World Health Organization. Health Canada has previously said that there is no such requirement. But many doctors and hospitals fear it could lead to more illnesses in patients without full-time work or hospital-based care. That is because hospitals are not paid for treating people and have to pay for care while the patients stay in bed on days when there wouldn't be any more illnesses. There is no one-stop shop option, said Dr. Thomas D'Ambrosio, Senior Vice President of Professional Development of Canadian healthcare companies. In other words, there's really no point to doing this if you can't get your hands on it because that doesn't offer long-term results. Story continues below advertisement. D'Ambrosio who consulted with the Canadian Association of Chief Medical Officers about the program for the first time in 2000, acknowledged many nurses and doctors felt the program had failed to deliver, given the fact that it was often a small operation, and the risk of complications could be higher. But there were lots of people coming in with a diagnosis of a serious side reaction and getting care, he said. I can say with certainty that they have been treated correctly and have improved their condition significantly. 
D'Ambrosio cited a study on the program involving about 3,100 doctors and nurses in Canada who were part of a team working to develop a treatment for a common and fatal syndrome and reported that it had led to a 17% decrease in the number of deaths. D'Ambrosio said the overall program had done good work with about 500 doctors in Canada, an increase of about 1,200 compared with 2012. However, there also was a high likelihood that it would not be used to treat those who didn't need it an issue that has now been fixed with a new approach in Canada by a special committee of health professionals called the Canadian Council for Clinical Development. A group of 12 doctors will be working on establishing a clinical pathway to use the money from the program, including a consultant, to help patients avoid further complications. CBC but it was unclear if there was one approach that will continue on if the program becomes more widely adopted. The medical community, one of the main beneficiaries of the program, says it is critical that it is more widely implemented in Canada without putting patients at risk, and that the government look on that with care to determine what next step might be needed. The program received less than a fifth of its budget, compared with a previous rate of $20 to $27.8 million, for the first 11 months in 2008. We have a very ambitious concept in place, but I think there are some areas and areas will only get better if it's implemented, said Michael Wertheim, Executive Director of the Institute for Healthcare Excellence, an Ottawa-based international health law consulting group. We need to start making sure that it's a really collaborative approach and really it's going to deliver on that vision.